When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Happy Friday and welcome to A to Z Sports Live, the Skywalker Show in the morning. We stream live on YouTube, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! You almost didn't get this show. I'll tell you about it in a second. But. Coming up today, it's an easy day, man. Almost a rose TV out type of day. Not quite, but we close, man. We got a chill one. Chill mailbag segment coming up later where we talk about a all of a sudden controversial player and the obstacles that lie ahead for the Cowboys. Shouts out to y'all for participating. Um, in the roundup, more of the same for this particular player uh, that the Cowboys are doing, and it's good things. And they also pick up another player, and I'm explaining why the move makes sense when you dive into it a little bit further. So we got that in the roundup. And it's Friday, so that means we got our Hattie B's hot take today. And on a scale of one to mild and shut the cluck up, I'm going to say it's spicy. I'm going to say it's, it's hot. I'm not saying it's shut the cluck up. But it, it, it ain't mild, I tell you that, given what's going on with the team. So... Stick around for that. We will hear from Mike McCarthy as well. And look, it's Friday. It's mailbag. That means it's the Fan Friday. So if you guys want to call in, 351-999-3787. If not, that's cool. We'll have a quick, uh, smooth show for you guys. So you can go ahead and get on with your weekend. Should be a good weekend. Uh, Cowboys heading to Carolina, where I think there will be a lot of Cowboy fans. You know, I think the East, East Coast Cowboy fans, I lived in the East Coast, but East Coast Cowboy fans, I think, really show out when you when you get to these type of games. And the Panthers are one and eight. So uh, I, I think the Cowboys will be able to hopefully thwart some of their their road woes. Now, just because a lot of Cowboys fans there doesn't mean that all of a sudden your road, your road woes are gone. We saw what happened in Arizona. You narrowly escaped in uh, with the Chargers, and that was like a home game for real. So you know, even if it's a bunch of Cowboy fans, they still got some things that they got to take care of. But what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How y'all doing? Imagine being a Bears or Carolina fan. I mean, it, it all depends on how you look at it, right? Like, they, these, these fans know their team's terrible. Now, the Panthers. The Panthers, that one kind of sucks, right? Because, and let me... Go ahead and mute this. 
The Panthers, that sucks because they can't get their first round pick, which is trending towards being the number one overall pick, where the Bears will likely get the first overall pick from the Panthers. But yeah, that one is just rough. You just kind of got to deal with it, man. You know what I'm saying? Got to deal with it. Uh, Toxic, you funny, man. You said <laughs> you got up early because of the late night. Look, I did Mo's show yesterday. That was fun. Mo don't play about getting in and getting out. I appreciate that. It was like a 40-something-minute show. Um, we had a good time. We talked some good ball over there. And uh, if you missed it, go check that out. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Always good stuff with Mo. We'll cross over again probably before the playoffs, as long as the Cowboys are getting in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? All right. No, I don't, Princess. Mind your business, Princess. I got something to say. Let's get into this roundup, man. It's time. time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. My man said, straight up D boy, 17th wall. Katrina turned my set into us. Let me start. First up on the docket Carl Davis. Draft heads, y'all remember? Carl Davis, 2015 third round pick. The Cowboys went out and signed him. Six foot five, 335 pound nose tackle. Been around the league for a while. Uh, this is his seventh team since joining, uh, since uh, being drafted by the Ravens out of Iowa. I remember vividly, actually, the pick because he was a guy that I was kind of looking at in that third and fourth round around that time. And that was around the time where Baltimore just always just constantly picking guys that I liked. And it works out for him. Sometimes it doesn't. Carl Davis is kind of in the middle there. But they picked Carl Davis. And um, I think it was it was Dave Hellman at the time. Kind of was like, just threw his pen down. Like, come on, man. Like, seriously. They were talking about it on the draft show. But it's an interesting pickup. Because when you go look at the depth for that particular position... Outside of Mozzie and Hankins, there's not much there on the practice squad. So I think this is the Cowboys really trying to cover their bases. Just in case something happens with Mozzie or something happens with Hankins, they're not caught with their pants down. Because if you go scour the practice squad, they only have one defensive tackle on the practice squad, and it's a three-tech. It's an undersized three-tech, so it's not a guy like that. So now you get a guy, Carl Davis, in the building, sits on the practice squad, learns the defense, and, and, and gets acclimated to the team and, and the calls and the coaching of AD and whatnot. And maybe if something happens, you have a guy that can step in that's been around, been under you know Bill Belichick and whatnot, been in Baltimore with that culture. So I, I, can, I can see where this makes sense. I can see where this makes sense. I was a Carl Davis fan in, in 2015, but I really don't know how he's been lately. I know I know he's played with New England the last two seasons, uh, but he didn't play anywhere this season. He was on a practice squad, and the Cowboys scooped him up. So I don't, again, unless there's an injury, I don't think you'll, you'll see Carl Davis called up, uh, and let's hope that's the case. But I do appreciate them covering their bases here. The Cowboys have been signing a bunch of guys lately, huh? Thursday's practice report, the one where we got to cross our fingers. Got to cross our fingers. Another positive one, though. Uh, a bunch of full participants on this Thursday practice report 
minus minus one guy. But yesterday we saw a lot of names on the list, but they all were full. They have to be reported. That's the law. That's the rule. Well, thought that was the rule. And then yesterday or last night, Joe Burrow came in with his wrist. And that whole thing was a bit of a mess for the Bengals. But that's a Bengals situation. They got to deal with the NFL. The Cowboys are reporting anybody that might have a little nick that came out the game or leading into practice. One of those guys who didn't have a nick, who did sit out, DNP, Tyron Smith. What happened, Scott? No, no, nothing happened. Nothing happened. He had an NIR day, not injury-related slash rest. Or as Michael Parsons will call it, he got the Hall of Fame schedule. Whatever you want to call it, coach, keep him on that schedule. Please keep him on that schedule because when he is not practicing on these Thursdays and Fridays or whatever it is, he's able to go into the games healthy and he's able to usually finish these games. It's him getting dinged up for whatever reason in practice that has caused him to miss three games already. So let's continue down this schedule with Tyron Smith. I think it'll be all right. Well, we don't know if we're going to be all right. It's still Tyron Smith. But this is the best way to approach it, right? The kind of the practice management, game management, load management, whatever you want to call it with Tyron Smith. It's in full swing as it should be. So that's our roundup this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we're going to parlay that into our hot take here in a second. One of the players that was on that list that we didn't, I didn't have to bring up because, again, all these guys were full. So really... Wasn't much to to discuss. However, this particular player was on the cords uh, prior to practice. And we're talking about Rico Dowdle. Rico Dowdle was in full. He's did a little ankle, uh, but but he was he's fine. He's practicing. He's good to go. And he's coming off that career day in New York or in Dallas versus New York. 70 some yards, got the touchdown, finally got the more carries that we've been asking for. They talked to coach. They said, hey, coach. More carries for Rico Dowdle. Had a good day. That's what Coach McCarthy had to say. I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll see how the game goes. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to death with the way Rico's playing. You know, but you know, I, I think we do an excellent job of ball distribution. So you don't see an increase in usage at all? or I, We'll see how the game goes. Yeah, the game dictates that. I mean, I have no problem with Rico getting more carries. and I mean, that, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great, Coach. Asking for you to give him more carries for a long, long time. In fact, you guys, you know, those who've been here since day one, been asking for this since preseason. This backfield should have been treated like it was treated on Sunday all along. And hopefully moving forward, we'll see that. But he said, um, we'll see how the game goes. The game dictates that. Okay. That leads me into my my hot take power by Hattie Bees. We've talked about this yesterday when we were reviewing this team, the Panthers. The Panthers have surrendered 130-plus rush yards in seven of their nine games this season. They gave up 130-plus in the first six weeks. You know, six consecutive games of 130 yards or more. That's that's not good. A little better, a little better here in the last few weeks, but nonetheless, they gave up a buck 33 last week against the Bears. The Cowboys have not rushed 
for more than 130 yards in back-to-back games since week two and week three. So it's been a minute. Sunday, they had 168 on the ground, splitting the carries, essentially, right, between Rico and TP. So with that said, I think the Cowboys will eclipse 130 yards on the ground for the second consecutive week for only the second time this season. And why do I think that will happen? Why do I think that will happen? Let's talk about it for a little bit. Carolina allows 4.6 yards per carry, over 4.6 yards per carry to running backs. Now, like I said, they've been better a little bit, but they're still vulnerable in that area. They don't really tackle well. They're, they've missed the most tackles in the National Football League. So I think this is a good week to find some efficiency and some momentum for TP and Rico. Also, last week was the first time. Marked a first. Let me say that. Marked a first for both TP and Rico. First time all season, Rico saw more than seven carries and was the first time he saw more than five since week two. It was also the first time for TP that he had more zone rushing attempts then gap scheme rushing attempts. 10 zone rushing attempts to four gap scheme rushing attempts. And we talked about how this backfield is more suitable for a zone scheme than a power scheme or a gap scheme. Both of these guys operate better in that. Now, this year, Rico has way more carries in zone than he does in gap or power. TP, for whatever reason, has 27 more attempts in gap scheme than he does in zone scheme. So if we can kind of carry that zone mentality over to this week, I 100% think they'll be able to eclipse the 130-yard threshold because the Panthers don't defend the run very well. Now, again, I'll give them credit. They've done better in that instance over the last three weeks in regards to running backs. They haven't given up a whole lot of big plays to running backs. But again, Tyler Bajan, uh, Gardner Minshew, um, CJ Stroud playing fantastic, right? But again, a rookie who had a rookie day. It happens. Going up against a team where you got to worry about the firepower now. You got to worry about Cooks and Lamb and Ferg, and then you forget about them. A Turpin or Gallup or Tobert will beat you. And then Dak, right? Who's better than all those guys I just listed the last three weeks and is playing out of his mind, meaning that this pass defense is going to have to play on its heels a bit meaning you can't put guys in a box, you can't crowd it, right? So if you aren't that great at defending the run, you can't crowd the line of scrimmage, it's ripe, right? It's, it's, it's right there, perfect uh, set of circumstances for you to get that 130. You might say, well, that's not much of a hot take. The Cowboys against a, not a great run defense. Well, the Cowboys haven't rushed for a buck 30 in back-to-back games since September. We know this isn't a running team. We know the run blocking hasn't been great. Right. So and the run production hasn't been great. So I think it is a bit of a hot take because this is not a, a team that has been consistently doing things well on the ground since maybe week three, week four, right around that time frame. So that's my take. The Cowboys will eclipse the 130 yard threshold for the second consecutive game for the first time since September. Hattie B's hot take. No conversation about the best Nashville-style hot chicken is complete without a serious mention of Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Founded in Midtown Nashville in 2012, Hattie B's is renowned nationally for its authentic 
Nashville Hot Chicken. So what makes Hattie B's Hot Chicken a beloved favorite? Each range humanely raised chicken is brined, hand-breaded, and fried to perfection. You see that? You see that right there? Looks good. So we'll put the link in the description. Sign up for their rewards program by using the A to Z Dallas code. Or you can just hit them up at HattieB.com and get your next order delivered or go to pick it up. Also, shout out to those who helped us participate in the teacher of the the month uh, rewards program we're doing. This will be something we'll push out every Tuesday or Wednesday, and they will select a a winner and reach out to that teacher. And again, they will be feeding uh, upwards of the whole staff, really. They'll be giving out 100 uh, Hattie B's uh, hot chicken sandwiches to the winners. So this is something that we're doing for uh, the teacher of the week, I think it is, uh, program. So Hattie B is doing some really good things. Appreciate them for being part of the show. Hot take or not take? How hot, I should say. Mild, not so hot, spicy, shut the cluck up. What do y'all think? Cowboys rushing for 130 yards in consecutive weeks. To me, I figure that's a bit of a hot take because the Cowboys don't or aren't at this current moment that particular type of team. Panthers it might be a little easy. It might be a little easy to say that, but uh, you got to look at yourself. It's kind of wrong. Look at yourself. The Cowboys don't really run the ball to try to do that. They'll probably try to air it out, set up the, the run through the pass, right? So maybe they don't get it. Maybe they get a buck 20 and they, they miss the 130, but I think the Cowboys can do it this week. More mild. Okay. Okay. I got you, man. I got you. All right, so before we get into the mailbag, it is Fan Friday. We'll, we'll hit the mailbag, but we'll also hit, hit the phone lines. Let's talk to 989. He called in first. What's up, 989? You are live. Hey, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Just called in just to tell you that I uh, really like the way you handle yourself and the way you do your show. Oh, thank you, sir. And uh, matter of fact, you all, all you guys, I, I really enjoy y'all. Thank you, man. I appreciate because, that. Because uh, actually speak truth. I mean, it's better than listening to uh, the mother people. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That always got the wrong thing to say about our Cowboys. Yep. Especially our quarterback. When he's playing, lights out. He is. You should know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. they never want to give him his accolades. They never want to speak positive when he do good. They always find a rhyme or reason not to give him his props. And to me, that's you know, it's, it's really crazy. Yeah, and I've, then on top of that, uh, kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the Eagles game because I went back and reviewed it and looked at a lot of stuff. Bro, they had like almost 30 calls that they didn't call on the Eagles. From holding to horse collaring. <laughs> a little bit of everything. And to me, that's crazy how they, in my opinion, the last four games, the referees won them games for the Eagles. <laughs> I don't know how you think about it, but that's how I see it. Yeah, so... <sighs> I've kind of I've kind of trained myself to do two things you just talked about. I've tra- I kind of trained myself to be numb 
to how the national media speaks about the Cowboys, and it's one of the main reasons why I've done this, whether it be about the quarterback or not. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we do in the regular season. They're they're never going to speak glowingly for the most part. Now, apparently lately they have. I don't know. Um, and the same thing with the refs. I've kind of grown numb to thinking that the Cowboys will ever get that type of favoritism, especially on the road from from referees. So, you know, I don't look at it in the in the sense of hey. The referees won the game because the Cowboys still had opportunities to win that game, even with the refs. And don't get me wrong, bro. Don't get me wrong. The refs were terrible, but I, I, I go into these games expecting that type of situation from the refs. So it is, as sucky as it sounds, I always say, okay, the Cowboys not only have to go on the road and, and take care of business against the team, but they have to know they're going to face adversity with the Zebras, and they got to just get through it. Yeah, you got a point there too. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, my, it's been going on for decades, man. We've been one of the most penalized teams for, oh, trust for me, like, no. you know, twenty-five years yeah. or something like that. I've been a Cowboy fan since I was four years old, my brother, and I'm sixty-two. <laughs> on it. So trust me, I, I get it. I got it. I I, I know all that from Don Meredith all the way down, but I've never seen it as bad as it is now. And that's real talk. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Well, I appreciate. Like uh, oh, yeah, I wasn't talking about Rico. Oh, he's something else too. Rico Donalds, that boy is something else. Yeah, and I, like I really wish they'd give him the ball a little bit more. And along with that, uh, that young white boy, uh, Colt Forty. What's his name? Hunter Lipke. Yeah, yeah, Lipke. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like him. I'm hoping. So, I'm hoping I, that's I, like I, the last piece offensively is that they understand to use Rico as a as, as part of this rotation and not as a spellback, and then maybe get Hunter Lipke, Hunter Lipke involved in the red zone. Maybe they're holding on to that. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Hey, appreciate the call, though, so uh, OG. Uh, I, I appreciate the support and the kind words as well, man. All right, brother. Be be be, be good. Be blessed. You as well, sir. What's up, double? Yeah, man. Uh, Hunter Lip Hunter Lipke fiasco. Professor O said they aren't going to use him right. I've I've accepted it. You know, Professor O, I've kind of accepted that as well. But I'm hoping to be surprised, right? Like I'm hoping maybe we get. I'm not saying you give him the ball 12 times like Sunday, but maybe there, there's a a red zone situation where oh snap, Hunter Lipke's in the game and he, and he gets you the touchdown and we and we come out that game surprised. Maybe they're holding on to it, you know. We heard the coach pretty much admitted that yeah, we've been holding things to the vest. We've we've purposefully not opened up the offense. So maybe they're saying, look, once the weather gets cold, we'll we'll, we'll get him more involved. Uh, if we need to be in the red zone, we'll get him more involved. I don't know, man. I don't know the explanation. I've been kind of pounding the table for a stable of backs in the preseason and and, and training camp and all of that. I didn't know what that stable would look like. One into the season being TP Rico and Deuce. By like the fifth game, it was TP Rico, no deuce. Hunter Lipke got a touchdown in the red zone. I was like, oh, okay, maybe we're we're on to something. I don't believe he's received a carry since. Has he received a carry since the the, the, the New England Patriots game? Mm-mm. I don't think he's received a carry since, man. So I, there's actually a question in the mailbag later on that I'm gonna touch a little bit more into. I'll touch a little bit more on him, sorry, and get into 
that revolves around the run game. Let's get a couple more in before we hit the mailbag. CJ, what's up? What's up, Scott? How you living, man? Man, I'm good. It's Friday. I got a job. Feeling blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, man, I got I got one question for you. Sure. So, uh, we got four, five defensive tackles on, on the line, right? That's active. But we got four what right? now? We got five defensive tackles active, right, on the roster. On the on the fifty three, or or the, including the practice squad. Yeah, on the on on the fifty three. Right, well, Osa, uh, Mozzie, mm-hmm. Hankins, Neville, and we gonna we gonna call Chauncey. So yeah, five. That sounds right. Okay, so we just picked up a defensive tackle to the practice squad and everything. So I was thinking, um, that you think Neville might be on his way out the door and they're trying to cover that tracks just in case he gets picked up off of waivers. Nah, 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 nah. I think, I think Neville's safe. Um, I think that pine would change your mind and, and he hasn't been a, a liability this year. In fact, he's coming off probably his best game of the season. Um, he, he's been a solid piece to the rotation, nothing to write home about, but nothing to say he's got to be off my team type situation. Uh, I think this is more okay. uh, them covering their bases in case your nose tackle gets injured. One of your nose tackles. Uh, they don't. They don't have. They got Mozzie and they got they got uh, Hankins. Right. Those are the only two nose tackles on your roster. And if you go look at the practice squad, they've got. I think his name is Willington Prevlion. He's like an undersized three tech. So they don't really have a nose tackle in case one of those guys goes down. So my thought process is they brought Carl Davis in for insurance purposes. Okay, because uh, I was thinking of um, Rashad Evans. You know, he he can't get called up no more. So I didn't know if they was trying to free up a roster spot and they was trying to cover the track or what. I mean, that's a. I mean, because, that's not. I, mean, a, uh, I feel you, CJ. That's. Not, I mean, if we if we try to figure out how we're going to get pieces, that's not a bad thought. It's just I, I'd be shocked because it's not like Neville is. There's other players to cut at this moment than Neville. We talk about Tyrus Wheat. Uh, Nashawn Wright, the Igbenogany, these type of guys, you can probably, you know, cut before you get to Neville. Yeah, because then he had like a bonehead penalty last week or something like that. He did something stupid. Oh yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, he, he kind of he was the second person to act, and instead of just act, getting up and getting in his face, he kicked my man in the nuts. And and yeah, yeah. So it, that that's what I was thinking of. He, he they might have didn't like that too much. I know he coming off a good game and everything, but. I know they want to keep Rashad Evans on on the uh, on the squad. I know they're trying to sign him, so I was like, maybe that's another way of getting him on the fifty three. Yeah, would you would you rather cut him or cut Tyrus Wheat? I probably cut Tyrus Wheat. Yeah, I think that's I think <laughs> that's where we're going. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Like, if okay. they were to cut him, they they they're covering their bases a little bit. So I hear you, but but I think there's other yeah. guys. I think there's other guys. All right, yeah, man. You have a good weekend. Make sure you turn up for the game, man. Oh, you are. <laughs> you already know, dog. Appreciate it, CJ. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Noah Ignactive. Oh, you had to be there for the Noah Ignactive. So I'm seeing Eric Scott. I don't. You know they love their draft picks, man. I don't really see them doing that. It's funny because I've heard Eric Scott. Vach says Fehoko, fourth round pick. They damn straight doing that. Um, 
I think it was it was Jesse who said Deuce. Draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. I'd be shocked, right? If if they if they let go of those guys. Now, on the other side, none of them dudes is playing. So I hear it. I get what you're saying. It's just that that Tyrus Wheat, I mean, do we really expect Tyrus Wheat to, to be picked up? He got cut before, went through waivers. Um, it's not like he's putting on some some amazing tape. In fact, he had a play that resulted in like a 40-yard pass, uh, catch and run. Just flat out missed the tackle on the tight end last week, and then the tight end kept going. So, I mean, if they want to pop on the tape, I, mean, I don't really see Tyrus Wee getting picked up. He would be the first one. Then I'd go, no, uh, then I'd go, probably go right, Nation right. And then I'd go, Noah. Scott, that's where I would, or, or Sean McEwen, since Hendershot's back, right? Like, it's kind of where I'd go with it. That's another, another way to get it done, too, Professor O. Season-ending IRA. Fayoko, your ankle? How your ankle doing? Oh, I'm good, Coach. Wrap it up. How your ankle doing? No, I'm good, Coach. No, it ain't IR. <laughs> Put his ass on IR. Creates a, creates a roster spot. Another way to do it, too. Um, Hold tight, callers. I'm going to get to this first part of our mailbag segment, ladies and gentlemen. Sticking to the defense side of the ball. It's time. Time. It's time. 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 It is time for Mail Time. Mail Time. Mail Time. You've got mail. Appreciate you, YouTube. Not a lot, not a lot of crazy questions today. In fact, really only three. Um, and I want to touch on the first one. We had this conversation in length yesterday, and it's 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 a hot topic for some odd reason within Cowboys Nation, but I'm just not seeing what everybody else is seeing at this moment. Justin says, uh, do you think Jordan Lewis is going to continue to get targeted as a weak link on this defense? And if so, what can we do to counter that? So specifically for your question, yes, he's going to get targeted. Um because he's the nickel corner when you got Gilly and Bland on the outside, right? So you're not really trying to go after them. However, those guys have more targets than Jordan Lewis. In fact, uh, Marquise Bell has been targeted technically more than Jordan Lewis. However, Jordan Lewis hasn't been some sinkhole in your defense that has cost you games. We, again, we had this conversation in depth yesterday and I said this to myself after, you know, seeing a bunch of people, whether it be here, whether it be on the the internets, saying, oh, my God, Jordan Lewis was terrible against the Giants. And I'm like, all right, let me go. Let me go see. I went and took a look and I'm, I didn't see any of that. <laughs> didn't see none of it. So it's like, I wonder if he's just our new punching bag. And we do this every year, right? This just it is what it is. Probably every team probably has a punching bag. And Jay Lewis just falls into that. Uh, but uh, you know, there's no context to it. It's just, hey, Jordan Lewis sucks. We got to do something. Well, in reality, I think you're, you should be thankful you got a Jordan Lewis because you're not suffering in the secondary as much as you could be uh, with Trayvon Diggs out. So do I think they'll target him? Yeah. Is he technically the weak link? Probably because you got a Gilmore in a, in a bland. Somebody got to be the weak link. But I, I will say this. 
You need to utilize Jordan Lewis in the same manner that you would utilize, say, an Izzy or, say, a J-Ron or, say, a, a Wanye. They're matchup guys. Jordan Lewis had a, a, a very good game against a specialist style of wide receivers. Wondell Robinson, Paris uh, Campbell, these type of guys. These are, these are guys with wiggle slot guys. And you want to go put them up against a Darius Slayton? Put them up against a... Uh, uh, what's the dude's name that caught a, tie, a, pat, a, t- a touchdown pass? But a uh, Dallas Goddard? No. No, no, no. You put a Wanye down there. You put a Izzy down there or something like that. So, yeah, he'll get targeted. Yeah, he's probably your quote-unquote weakest link. But I think we're, we're, we're not really watching tape when it comes to Jordan Lewis. We're kind of like, oh, my God, there was a flag on the play. Out of 42 plays, he got the flag. Jordan Lewis sucks. In reality, you go watch the tape. Jordan Lewis had a good game. So I just think we're at that at that point in time with J. Lou where he's the next guy and um, it'll it'll probably continue to happen. Right. A lot of people don't like Jordan Lewis. They want to move on from Jordan Lewis and that they didn't matter what you put on tape. And it's not just this game. It's the whole entire season. Uh, his worst game to me was the Chargers. He gave up 33 yards and a touchdown. That was the worst game. And for me, it's because I don't like the effort we saw on the play where they were running think the motion and he kind of was just jogging and it was an easy pickings touchdown but other than that i mean he's he's been he's been about what you would expect from a backup slot cornerback um he has not been some major liability to a top five pass defense uh we came out the game against the eagles and people were screaming jay lou and i just found it very interesting because jordan lewis was the only defensive back that didn't give up a touchdown of your starters deron bland did Stephon Gilmore did. Jordan Lewis gave up a fourth and eight catch to a six foot six tight end, and we were getting on him. So I just think we're at that point right now where, where, where J. Lewis is the next punching bag, and that's what we're going to do. But I, I think you're I think Jordan Lewis is fine. I think he's fine at this moment, y'all. I know that's not popular. <laughs> I know, I know that's not going to go over well with a lot of cowboy fans in there. And that's not to say, that's not me putting on a cape for Jordan Lewis or anything, because there's going to be times where Jordan Lewis gets beat. There's going to be times where he's outmatched uh, a, a, a Kellen, uh, what's the dude's name over there, in, in Keenan Allen, right? Like Keenan Allen, that was a tough matchup for J. Lou, but Keenan Allen worked all our guys. It's going to happen. We're going to come out of a game and we're really going to say, hey, man, Jordan Lewis got worked. There hasn't been a game this year where Jordan Lewis got worked in the, the entirety of a game, maybe a play or two or something like that. Uh, but but he's been he's been about as good as you can hope for a fourth cornerback, and I would I would say he has not been a liability to your secondary because your secondary is a top five unit. So that's kind of where I'm at. I know it ain't popular. I know y'all going to throw some tomatoes at me, but hey man, just keeping it a bean. Yeah yeah Willie T thirty three yards in the touchdown that that was that that game is what I, I would probably consider is worse and. And this is the reason why is because th- those over routes were getting him because it, it wasn't just the production too, right? There was some plays and that's the thing about corners. You got to grade kind of the plays that don't go their way. I was having this conversation with Mel um, and that's what made me go watch the tape. Cause I'm like, look, Jordan Lewis didn't give up a catch in that game, but let me go see how many times he got beat. And he wasn't getting beat in that game against the, uh, the, the giants. But I would say that will be his worst game because they were putting him in a bind with Palmer and, and Keenan Allen, and, and, and these overs have been tough for these guys to deal with. He does. I know he works everyone, but I'm I'm just trying to give y'all both sides of the, of, of the field, dear Sugar Daddy. 
I'm just, hey, you see, this is what happens when you say it. it some, sometimes it don't matter. J. Lou can't cover. He grabs and holds. I, I mean, J. Lou, if you go pop on the tape, Jordan Lewis has a ton of really good coverage snaps. But I get it, man. He's punching back. Get rid of him. Get him off the team. And let's roll with, with somebody else. Hey. Not here to change your mind. I'm just here to give you the context of things and let you know that the tape doesn't show that what somebody like you are saying, that that doesn't show that on the tape. What's good, Kevin? What's going on, Scott? How you doing today, man? I'm chilling, man. I'm good. So the um, piggyback off your Hattie, B- Hattie B's, that's how you say it? Sorry. Hattie say B's. Yep, Hattie B's. Hattie, yeah, Hattie B's take. Um, I'm also willing to say that they're, from this point on, that they're just going to continue to grow on the running game. <clears throat> and also, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You just stay fine. No, 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 you're good. I, I, said, let me, I said, let me go see the schedule real quick. Keep okay. going. All right, and then also, um, I'm confused with the Hunter Lipke thing, too, because um, before when we was talking, I was saying that they used John Kuhn, like Mike McCarthy used to use John Kuhn, and I thought Hunter Lipke was going to be put in that type of same situation because, you know, history repeats itself, but I'm confused about it because Mike McCarthy with um, Green Bay, he had to juggle three running backs. I think it was Eddie Lacy, James Stark, and John Kuhn. He was able to successfully do that with those three, so I'm trying to see maybe he is holding back for, like, the playoffs to use that, or I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It's probably low politics, right? Probably low mm. politics because he did yeah. he did come out and say you know my primary thing is to get you know Tony Pollard's carries and all that and that don't sound like Mike right because that don't that don't add up just like it didn't add up in the off season he's like they're going to be a running team I'm like that don't add up Mike um, and, and like you said yeah. he's juggled he's juggled tandem backfields he's juggled multiple you know running backs getting them involved so you know hopefully that's kind of the next thing moving forward is that we kind of pull away from like a sole running back backfield to a stable that I've been asking for for months. So uh, I'm, I'm shoot, I'm right there with you. Hopefully it's not just a playoff thing. Cause we don't want to just, we kind of got to see this right for the, for the confidence of the offense right, right. For the, so that they know what works and what doesn't. We don't want to get to the playoffs and be like, man, we just wasted a couple series on, on plays that don't work. So hopefully towards the end of this season here, we start to see them kind of use all three of these guys. I agree. I agree. One last thing before I get off of here is um the thing that they was talking about with Jordan Lewis. I, teams wish they had a Jordan Lewis on their team right now. In the situation that we're in, we're at one superstar corner down, yeah. but we still have three serviceable and one, like, two good corners and one serviceable corner. Like, I don't understand that <laughs> because when I watch the yeah. tape, he's doing decent. It's just certain right. matchups is just bad, like you said. So everything that you were saying, you you showed the tape too, which I'm happy you did because it shows that he actually is playing defense. It's just some matchups that's just bad for him. Yeah, I think you know with with but, with like broadcast during the game, like you don't hear a certain player. And as soon as maybe a penalty happens or a catch is given up, you're like, ah, that that player's terrible. But then you, at the end of the day, like, oh well, gave up zero catches. Zero yards, or maybe he gave up twenty yards on one one catch or something, and then nothing for the other forty two plays, and we kind of that that play kind of sticks in our head. But I promise you, if he was out there just getting obliterated, I'd be on here. We need to go out and and, and get somebody immediately. That had been the case. I mean, that just exactly. has not been the case, and and I, I can't sit here and fake the funk, man. I, I can't I can't watch something and come report to y'all the opposite. I just can't do it. 
Right. We can't be perfect in every area, man. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, look, don't get me wrong. I was one of the guys arguing with Okoye saying I would love to go get Jalen Johnson so we can get back to having that really good cornerback depth, right? Like one of the main reasons why your 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 pass defense is able to hold up is because you had a Jordan Lewis. You had, you know, four quality cornerbacks that you can roll out there. And if one of them gets hurt, you still can roll out a solid secondary. But that wasn't what the thought that Diggs would go down. I didn't I didn't think it'd be Diggs out for the season. It'd be like somebody get dinged up. So yeah, I'm all I'm all for if you can go get somebody to add to your depth and make it better, sure. But like you said, I think many teams, if he were to get cut today, he would not clear waivers. Not at all. Not at all. But I appreciate your time, Scott. Yep, appreciate you, man. I saw somebody say, um, well, maybe it's the the it's the the, the moments where he gives them up, like Willie T said. Was it was it a bigger moment than when Deron Bland gave up the touchdown in Philly? Was it a bigger moment than when Gilly gave up the touchdown in Philly? The two touchdowns on Jordan Lewis this year, two of them. First quarter against the Chargers. Terrible play by J Lo. Jogging. Don't like it. Dock him for it. And up 38 to 3. Against the Rams. Stamina is a punching bag, and I get it. Now, if he comes out here and has a terrible game, guess what we're going to come out here and say? Jordan Lewis is terrible. <laughs> but I haven't seen that yet. That's all I'm saying, y'all. I can't fake it, man. Let's wrap the Splendor Poppy. What's up, man? Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh. I'll come. I want me to come back to you. Well, we're gonna come back to Splendor Poppy, man. We're, we're gonna come back to Splendor. In fact, I'm gonna get to you, Reek, in a second, man. Let me let me um let me go back to the the mailbag. Answer this second question real quick, Reek. I got you. Darius, shouts out to Darius Mason. He said, uh, "What is the biggest obstacle the Cowboys are facing headed into December, and what adjustments?" Should the folk should be the focal point come January? Good question, Darius. Um, biggest obstacle. I think this is the easy one, man. It's the schedule. The schedule is tough. I appreciate it being a tough schedule because I I I'd like to go into the playoffs knowing who we are, uh, knowing how we compete against these teams and who who we beat and how we beat them. So I think that's the biggest obstacle. You got a gauntlet. Um, you know, Miami, get Philly again, Washington twice. Yeah, I know Washington isn't a great team, but they are sort of on a poor team either. This is going to be tough matchups. Seattle. Uh, yeah, the, the Bills haven't been great, but still the Bills. You, you got a gauntlet of a schedule, Detroit. So that's the biggest obstacle because you're a good team. It's, it's just you're going to be playing other good ones too consistently. Bang, 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 back to back. To back. What are the adjustments? What is the, the, the focal point for the adjustments come January? I think they already made it. I think they already made the biggest adjustment. And that was opening up this offense, leaning into the strength of this offense, which is the perimeter, and cutting Dak Prescott loose, right? Those are words from Mike McCarthy. Mark, Mike said, hey, man, I just, I just had to cut Dak loose. You know? Got to lean into this, this perimeter game, cut Dak loose. 
that's the biggest adjustment that they made now. It's about continuing to tweak that down the stretch, right? Continuing to build and create different variations leading into this tough stretch. So that's the kind of the, the, the macro. What about the micro type adjustments? For me, that would be more zone. I would love to run more zone uh, running scheme, whether it be inside zone, stretch zone. We haven't run a whole bunch of stretch. It's mostly been inside, and I'm cool with that because I think that suits Rico and TP way better than this gap scheme. And the other one would be less Luke Schoolmaker in the red zone. Just, just, just no. Less Luke, only Ferg. <laughs> That's it. Less Luke, only Ferg. Now, Hendo's coming back. We'll see what happens with it. But, I mean, again, Luke's a rookie. I'm not, I'm not saying we just throw him out the bathwater and all that. But, but for blocking and all this other stuff, cool, whatever. But I'm just not throwing him the ball in the money zone. Not doing it. So those are small things. I don't think they need to make any drastic uh, uh, changes because they made their biggest adjustment a month ago. All right, I did promise, and I saw <laughs> I saw my guy Toxic just dropped up in here. I got you, Toxic, but I said I was going to get Rico on the horn. What's good, Rico? Good morning, Scott. What's up with you? Colon, colon, colon. What's going on, Cowboy Nation? All is well over here. All is well over everybody in the nation. Uh, how, how, what I'm thinking, as far as the adjustments, as far as us, I, I feel like we did make a good adjustments because I'm loving the way we're getting up and down the field on offense um, without really too, really without too much pushback. I like that a lot, but it's, to me, I just think we need to capitalize. Uh, we need to get more efficient in the red zone, um, especially when it comes to. They well, have, bro. yeah. They they we were the thirtieth. Think uh, about, hold on, we were the thirtieth ranked red zone team. We are up to eighteen. Think about that. We 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 went from thirty to eighteen, and I think they'll continue to climb. So, I mean, they technically have gotten better in the red zone. They're not perfect in the red zone. You won't be perfect in the red mm -hmm. zone. But I think what we need to be better at in the red zone is is running it in more than anything if yeah. so that's that's probably the next step because Dak has been nails down there um he's top five I believe he might even be number one in in uh red zone completion percentage and he's got like 14 touchdowns already on the year down there so they've gotten better Reek. they they so they've done that yeah I, my, my thing is Sky I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in um you know, uh, power football, man, especially when it comes to that red zone, man. I, I don't need to see little Tony Pollard down there trying to go up the gut. I need to see Rico Daddle. I need to see – Hunter Lip. Uh, yeah, I Dak need to see Prescott. these big guys, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like like you said, these next games are, are, are super important. These, these next uh, four games are super important because uh, they're close together, especially these first two. They're real close together. You know what I mean? So it's like – we like a team like uh like a team like uh you know I mean as far as running in the end zone, I need them to be better running in the end zone, like you said. But at the same time too, these next two games, you know what I mean, they close together. And I need us to be have a mindset when we go to Carolina is to put these dudes out of their misery early. So Dak can sit on down. 
couple of these players can sit on down. You know what I mean? Not 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 a long drawn out game, knowing that we got to go against these Redskins. I mean, that not the Redskins, the Commanders. You know what I mean? Because I took like like I said last year, I took the um that game that last game very serious. You know what I mean? Against the Redskins, they whooped us. They you know what I mean? They whooped us, and I feel like they're gonna have a little confidence feeling that they probably can try to do it again. And we need that game. We need these next games, you know what I mean? Because I want to be damn near tied up or catch up to where the Eagles are. You know what I mean? And uh, I just, I just want to get on. I just want to continue to be on the road. I want to be able to go in to that uh, Washington game confident, uh, the Seattle game confident, and let's see what the Eagles got because they got a, they got a tough schedule. I don't think they're going to come out of that schedule three and up. You know what I mean? Sure, man. Sure. I'm just worried about taking care of our own crib, man. I'm worried about Sunday. We, we, we just, we just got to, we got to, we got to mind ours and, and, and tend to ours and we'll see what happens where we're at when we get to, to Philly at that point. But you, you, you've lost that, that, that chance to worry about the other opponent by not beating that opponent. You beat that opponent, you don't got to worry about that opponent, right? You lost that privilege. Sure. So, you know, we, we can look over there all we want. We can look out our window and, and see what's going on with our neighbors, but the whole time our grass ain't cut in the backyard, and we about to get a fine by, by city codes, right? So we, we yeah. take care of our crib. You know, maybe they maybe they go on vacation and they grass start growing over there and they get in the fines or whatnot, but we can't really worry about that. We, we, lost, that, we lost that ability by losing to Philly, so – we just got to take care of business, man, like you said. And uh, I'd love to get out of this game, Rick, you know, with, with a big lead and then getting this rest. I, I just – how many times can that happen? I talked about this yesterday. How many times can you get to the fourth quarter and you're putting on the fourth quarter? At, at some damn point, you're going to be in some fights even with the bad team. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Man. We'll see. Yeah, man. All right. All right, Scott, man. All right, Cowboy Nation, man. Let's go ahead and get this uh, – let's go ahead and get this win Sunday. I'll yes, let y'all. Appreciate you. Peace. Mr. My Thing is Reek right there. Yeah, man, I, I, I lost that privilege. I lost, I personally, y'all, y'all can do it. But I can't even hit up my Eagle fans talking shit. We lost. End of the day, we lost. Yes, they got a tough schedule. Dallas got a tough schedule too. There's no getting around that. Um, banking on them to lose, man, look, we've been we've been hoping they'd lose all year and they've, they've lost one game. They've found ways to win those type of games. Dallas has has lost two of those out of three of those type of games. So we gotta we gotta make sure we tend to our own and, and mind our own. And by the time we get to whatever it is we play Philly, hey, maybe they'll have some losses. If not, it don't matter. It, it, say Philly wins three, right? You can't you still can't go in there and lay down. So either way, win or lose, go 0 3, win 3 0 for Philly. You still going into that game like, yo, we gotta win this game. We we got to. <laughs> I don't know why that came that that came the way it came, Sully. But let me tell you, I used to work in codes. That's why. That's why, Sully. I used to work in the codes department back home, and and we constantly get complaints about grass and yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, man, you you really don't know how bad your neighbors hate your ass until you work in code the codes department, and you get a ton of calls from these neighbors and complaints and. It was an interesting job. Say that. 
hold tight, Toxic. I want to finish off these uh, this mailbag, mailbag questions. Easy one, so it won't be long. Uh, Joey, shouts out to Joey Vila. He said, what is, what, are, what is the Cowboys' percentage of winning these next eight games? I'll say low. Dallas hasn't won, <laughs> Dallas hasn't won that many games since 2016. I'll say 5%. And that might even be really high. 5% chance of winning these next eight games. Pretty simple. I mean, I, it just, it's just, I don't even believe a team in the league has won eight in a row this year yet. Uh, that's hard to do. This is, this is hard. And you got a really hard schedule. You're likely going to drop a game. It, it just, it just is what it is. So I'm going to go really low. I just don't think they'll, they'll, they'll win all eight. It's the National Football League, brother. It hardly happens. Uh, Rome Dane, not a question. So, but I wanted to put this in here. It said rather a statement. Every good team had to go through that great team on the other side. That being San Fran, we will be just fine. Stay the course. Much love to you, Vach, Jay Tuck, and the rest of the crew. Appreciate you, Rome. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, and, and I think San Fran is turning into what we were to. The Packers, y'all remember that in the 90s? The, the Packers couldn't get through us. They just couldn't, couldn't push through. And then finally they did, and boom, they they go to Super Bowls. They win the Super Bowl. Uh, San Fran, I mean, Dallas and San Fran were, you know, fighting early in the 90s to, to push through. I mean, I, I know the history. That was the real Super Bowl, NFC Championship game, San Fran and the Cowboys. And finally, and I always, I always, always say this about 94, the whole monkey off the back, get the monkey off my back with Steve Young. Yeah, you had to get through Dallas to do that. Same thing in the 80s. When it was flipped, you had to get through San Fran to do that. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think San Fran is back to being that team that, you know, Dallas has just got to get through. And at some point, that tide will will turn. At some point. I did see a couple Supers. I'll get to them later, though. Hold tight. All right, back to the phone line. Let's get, let's get with uh, Toxic and see what he got on his mind. What's up, Toxic? Good morning, Sky. First off, really glad to see you today. I know you had a super late night last night. I could see the energy drink in your hand and your hand starting to shake because <laughs> Stop, bro. the sleepies were just taking over. Like, oh, no. Come on, Ro. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. But then, you know uh, no, what? it was a great show last I night. Need, I need to get some props for the primetime games when I come back in here on Monday because, boy, Toxic, that's when I'm really tired for real, bro. But go on. Yeah, because you're a vampire. You get your sleep right afterwards, you know. But, uh, you know, that you brought up a good point last night, and I encourage anyone to run back to last night's show. It was an excellent show. We were, they were talking about Jordan Lewis. And if it up, were up to Cowboy fans and this roster construction, Earl Thomas would be at safety. <laughs> Dez would be at tight end. Vasher and Cox are in the ring of honor. Zeke would still be here forever. And Neville Gallimore would be playing left guard. There are so many things I hear fans say that are just, like I said the other day, Forrest Whitaker, I, what are you talking about? And if you are upset that your cornerback four or three right now is giving up 33 yards in a score, you need to go look. It's kind of like when you're being a spoiled brat and my mom would take me to other, see other families and you'd be like that scared straight, like, oh, you want to be like them? or go to a state fair, and then you get humbled real quick and you realize, oh, shit, we got it really good. I'm doing all right. If you 
lose your starting cornerback who's an all-pro, and you still have three starting caliber cornerbacks in this league, you are in the riches. You are doing so damn good. So when people are like, oh, they're going to target Jordan Lewis, no shit, son, too. I would target him, too, because he's not their best player. Hey. And I just do not understand. Go ahead. No, no, no. Guess what? If it's not Jordan Lewis, guess who they're going to target? Israel McQuamble. If it's not Israel McQuamble, guess who they're going to target? Wanya Time. Like, they're, they're not going to deliberately ignore the slot no matter what because of Gilly no. and Deron Bland are out there. So, yeah. I, I just don't know what fans honestly want. Do you want a defense that's going to give up zero yards just it's not the it's not remember the Titans y'all they're not going to gain another yard get you need to get over that crap if Jordan Lewis is your worst player on defense which by the way he's not uh you have an excellent unit and uh, for the life of me and we've done this before like with Connor Williams with uh, uh Anthony Brown yeah in the grand scheme of things on this team are they the the mouse in the house sure are they bad in the grand scheme of things in the National Football League? Absolutely not. And I think a lot of fans, I encourage a lot of Dallas fans to do that state fair effect. Go watch other teams play when the Cowboys are on, and you will start to see that where the, the cream of the crop and the teams that barely even have two starting cornerbacks, like the team we're about to play this weekend. Like, or- I, I, there's just. Or the team you played a couple weeks ago. I mean, just 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 look across the road there, man. You know that that mm-hmm. that that team, their nickel situation was so atrocious that Dak yeah. put up almost four hundred yards on them, dude. So, but you know, I, I that just that's one so, thing that just toxic. Can you kinda, what's ahead, the state? What's the state fair? Can you can you explain that in detail one more time? State fair effect. Oh, absolutely. So when I was a kid, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I remember one time I was complaining because I wanted a toy. And my mom took me to the Bloomsburg State Fair. And the fair always attracts a wide variety of people. And you start to see different types of people of different classes. And my mom would show me and go, hey, look, you were complaining the other day that you wanted this Lego set. These people over here look like they barely can even dress themselves. It's rude, completely rude, but it was like saying, like, mm. hey, you need to get over yourself. You need to look at and see there are – you could have this so much worse than you actually do. Gotcha. So it's kind of like you left the matrix. You, you, it, It's just, oh, crap, okay, you're right. You, you're seeing the world around you rather than just watching only the Cowboys or, oh, we want – I want a new Lego set. I want a new cornerback. And the last thing on this – Brief topic, I can't stand the fans that will say things like, oh, we should just go get a new cornerback. We should just go, oh, wow, you're a genius. I never would have thought of that. That's incredible. Do you work with the NFL? Wow, oh, we need a quarterback too? I didn't know that. Wow, you, you're a damn near Ozzie Newsome. Like, you, how did you do that? That's incredible. It's so easy to just say, oh, we could get this. The hard part is actually putting the plan into motion. So anyone could say they need anything, but how do we get it? And that's just one thing that always irked me when people think it's just so easy to just go get talent in the NFL. Like it's just at a store somewhere. Oh, we'll just go to Best Buy and we'll get a, an all-pro linebacker along with a slot corner. Oh, it's Black Friday. They got a sale this week. Yeah, we're going to save some money. It's just, it's just, if it's that easy, y'all, everybody would be doing it. 
And the, the last, very last thing I'll say is again, In close, yeah. Cowboys take care of business. They have a lot, they have something to prove this game because they have not looked the same at home versus on the road. Yeah. Go out there and Carol Baskins, those goddamn big cats. Y'all have a good day. There we go. Appreciate the toxic. <laughs> Brother L, I mean, just hilarious. Toxic hates people. <laughs> toxic do give off that energy. I hate, I hate y'all. Uh, I do like what he said, though. And I said this, uh, I think it was last week, going into this 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 uh, Giants game, right? Losing to the Eagles. Lose or not, it doesn't matter. But losing to the Eagles combined with losing to the, the Cardinals kind of puts you in a situation where I don't give a damn if these teams suck. You have to go take care of business and do it thoroughly, I think, right? I mean, win's a win. But get out of there, win, be healthy, continue to build momentum. But you're right, you know. Great players, great teams, they find small things to use as motivation. And Mike McCarthy was asked about the road woes and saying, what is the number one thing you look at statistically? Saying it's the penalties. The Cowboys have been the most penalized team on the road in the NFL as compared to uh, at home. So, yeah, you I don't care that one and eight. You, you played a one and seven team or whatever they are at this moment, two and whatever, in the Cardinals, and, and you lost early in the season, granted, players out get it whatever but you you can't you can't go into this game taking it lightly and yeah you got something to prove we we need to get better on the road whether it's a bad team or not we got to be better for sure boy toxic man sometimes he 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 goes places and i'm just like just go ahead i don't even know where we're going with this but yeah all right now let's try to get splendor poppy on his Scotty. Gotcha, man. You good? Hey, yeah. What's up, my bad, bro? I was, getting, I was getting ready for work. No, I was going to say, I, I, uh, fuck, man. That was a badass episode with you and Marisa last night. Oh, yeah, man. Mo is, man, Mo's so good. He he he, he knows what the hell he's talking about. And uh, if you aren't following him on Twitter, man, follow him on Twitter. He dropped some gems on there, too. Yeah, I, I, I had it on my old phone. I just did a free download on this one. But uh, I, sp- I spun back on that episode and uh, on your point of being an efficient office, uh, offense and how you said we need a unleashed deck. Is that the reason why they brought Martavius in here to be a passing offense and kind of throw in the 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 run a little razzle dazzle in there just to make it work? And we're gonna go fucking a pass. I, mean, I guess passing crazy team this year. You know I'm what? Assuming. You know what, Splendor Poppy? I I hadn't looked at it in that in that way because it was such a random uh signing and, and he hasn't played in a while. But I'm trying to I'm going back to recall around trade deadline. We were talking about this on the round table and, and I was telling the, the folks at the round table, right? That look, we're a passing team. We might as well lean into it. Go get me uh I think it was at the time, Hunter Renfro or somebody, right? Just throw Throw all the talent at the position, and if somebody gets hurt, you got talent to 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 lean into. Maybe that's what they look at Martavius Bryant as. Like, hey, look, we are going to be a passing team. If something happens to one of our guys, we need to have somebody else that we think can can do something uh, from a niche standpoint, meaning big, fast, tall guy, go up and get the rock, that will be able to be placed in this passing offense, and we can keep this thing rolling. So. Yeah, we we need to lean into it. We are leaning into it, and maybe that part of leaning into it is getting Martavis Bryant. My only drawback is the he ain't played in, in five years. So how much? 
I can't get too hype about it. I, I kind of got to wait and see him make some plays before I, I go that far. Yeah, no, I get you. No, it's I, me seeing yesterday when you were when you were saying that we have a better receiver core than last year, you know. So why would oh, yeah. he go out and do it? You know. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 passing game, the the perimeter, all when you include even the tight ends in regards to Jake Ferguson, that is the strength of your team. It's been the strength of your team. Yeah, the, the papers in the background. It's been the strength of your team since uh, preseason. It's been strength of your team since training camp. So, you, yeah. You'll be funny. It's actually not paper. It's my visor from my truck. But I've had that <laughs> fucker since, let me say, what, 2014? So it sounds like paper, but, hey, I still fucking use that shit. Hey, I man. Strong, dog, you already know. Hey, if it's sentimental, man, you keep you keep going with it. Hey, well, I forgot to let you go. I just got to work, brother. So, y'all have a wonderful day. Cowboys Nation, you already know. Little Pizza Cowboys. And fuck the Eagles. You already know. The Eagles, man. Appreciate you, Splendor. Have a good day at work, bro. Yeah, I kind of, you know, when Martavis Bryant got signed, it was more like, oh, that's uh, interesting. Dude ain't played in the National Football League in quite some time. I know he played in XFL last year, but. Okay, you know, we'll see what happens. Wasn't the wasn't the wide receiver I was thinking that they could look at at the trade deadline uh, to add to this talented wide receiver room. But if an injury happens, I think you'll see him get called up. Other than that, I don't really think you'll see it. Uh, and, and hey, man, maybe that pine would change your mind with a guy like like uh, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup says, if I'm only going to get two or three of them things, I'm gonna make sure I come down with two or three of them things. And if that's the case, and, and you got Tober contributing, you got Turpin, Cooks, Lamb, Ferg, you, and then and then Bryant's the super insurance, the all state, you in good hands. Good to go. All right, we got one, two, three more here. Not familiar with these numbers, though. Uh, somebody just popped in. Not sure which one. So let's go 951. What's good, 951? Well, 951 just dipped. Let's go 716. What's up, 716? Well, Sky, good morning. Good morning, I, Well, sir. the last couple of years, let me start off by saying this. The last couple of years, I used to call you two, three times. I used to get you off Facebook. Ah, so okay. now it appears... You switched over to YouTube, correct? So what happened was, and I don't even know if I've talked about this publicly yet. Facebook has been really weird with their rules, and something happened with one of one of our um, our graphics, and they eventually trickled down to where my Facebook right now is in suspension. So personally, I can't be on Facebook, and if I can't be on Facebook, we can't get the show on Facebook. So. That's why we're not there right now. We're waiting to hear back from Facebook to try to get that going. So I didn't I didn't ignore y'all. I just literally nope. can't be on there. So if there's an opportunity, uh, I don't know if you're seeing my number. I have your number. Maybe I'll I'll message you definitely that you could uh that I could get the to see your soul again like I used to. That'd be great. Hey, here's my question for you. So kind of following up off the last, last guy. Obviously, we know uh, C.D. Lamb's playing. He's in the 88 club. Michael Gallup, just like every, just like a lot of these guys coming off ACL, he's been struggling, and I don't know if it's a confidence issue or what, but I wanted to touch base on and 
and I've never lost track of a Cowboy player, but I lost track of a Cowboy player. This past Sunday against the Giants, number 83, we drafted the White. We drafted him, I believe, from South Carolina. Looked mm-hmm. pretty good, and it, the announcers that did the game uh, were talking about how he looked in practice. What's the story? Be- oh, I forget the guy's name. Jalen Brooks. But what's Jalen Brooks, Jalen Brooks, good height, speed combo. What's it look like? Does it look like he's going to get some playing time? Tolbert's looking good. I, I liked his debut. That was that was a fun debut. He, he showed some length. He showed some some pop, right? He, he showed some like he, he looked hungry. He, he looked like, hey, look, I don't know if I'm going to get many more opportunities, so let me put this on film to give the confidence to the coaches. Um, I will say this, though. I don't know if he'll even be active this week because Turpin is returning, right? Okay. But yep. if he if he is, that means they're going to activate, what, seven receivers, is it? I mean, is that Cooks, Lamb, Tolbert, Turpin, Gallup, and then it'll be six. So six receivers if they decide to go that route. They haven't done that, though, right? They usually don't really keep all those type of guys activated. But I, I like the debut he had. It, it was definitely a positive step forward. Um I would like to see him at some point again in the season, but without injuries. Maybe we're, we're playing so well, we could rest a guy or something like that. But I would like to see a little bit more just, just to get some more on film. Absolutely, especially especially in a couple of weeks. You know, so I'm not looking past Seattle. Uh, I think, you know, Carolina, we gotta, I, we're going to probably beat Carolina, the commanders. Seattle, sure. Seattle starts off with Seattle, and then, of course, here comes the the big boys, uh, you know, I'm 716. I'm from Buffalo. I'm a little bit worried about Dallas's trip up here, to be honest with you. Not that the Bills are playing good, but the Cowboys always never really seem to get up when they come here. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, uh, the rest of the stretch. But I'd like to see them with as many weapons for Dak as possible. Sure. I think Dak, yeah. So, look, well, great to talk to you. Glad I connected with you. And, uh, Hopefully I can start seeing you more. Thanks, Will. Yeah, thank you for the call, man. Good stuff. And and if you do you have a YouTube, maybe on your phone or computer or anything like that? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, yep. That that's that's the best way to to to, to you know watch the show at this moment, man. On YouTube. Um eventually I'll, I'll talk them into getting the app. But right now, as long as you got YouTube, you're good to go. Thank you, sir. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy holidays. Appreciate you, man. Good call. Yeah, I, I like the way Jalen Brooks looked, man. It was it looked like Jalen Brooks in training camp and not Jalen Brooks in preseason. Um, big play guy. We've seen him in, in, in you know in South Carolina make those contested catches and whatnot. I think I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe it was Mel, somebody. I don't know. Maybe Foots. But he has that kind of future X wide receiver type of ability. I'm not saying he's going to be your your starting your wide receiver one or two, but that kind of okay. You got your main guys. And then you have your backups that fit certain roles. Brooks has the temperament, the the physical tools to develop into an X wide receiver for you, um, if you need him to be. So I'd like to see him a little bit more, but but not not if it's taking away reps from Lamb or Cooks or Ferg or Turp or Tober. Like those guys, I kind of want to see get involved, and then it comes naturally. Like it kind of came naturally on Sunday, but there was no Turpin. In the ball game, um, if Turpin returns, someone keep an eye on. You know, Jalen Brooks has been you know inactive every game that the receivers were available. The two games he was he did play uh, was when a receiver was down. So 
just based off history, I don't expect to see him activated this week. But maybe they say, hey, I like what I saw. We'll sit somebody else down. Last call. 5-4-0. Oh. What's up, man? Uh-oh. 5-4-0, oh, you live. 5-4-0 oh, going once. 5-4-0 oh, going twice. 5-4-0 oh, is so to the chat. So to the super chats. <laughs> Let's get to these super chats. Uh, 17. Oh, damn. Super chat. A lot of super chats today. All right, appreciate y'all. Uh, A-A-Ron. Shouts out to A-Ron. Drop 2 said, J-Lu's fine. But are you worried about curse? You know, A-A-Ron, you know, I take, you know, I look I look at words. And, and I say, okay, let me try to answer the question based off the words. Am I worried? Worried? No. I'm not worried, A-A-Ron. But... I'd like to see Wanye Thomas more. So where do I do that with? Like, who, who do I who do I take out? And and I keep going back to Curse. It's not and it's the thing, right? Like even when I watch Curse on film, it's not like he's bad. It's not like he's terrible. It's, it's just he's kind of just there. When that wasn't the case when Curse was you know, at the peak here in Dallas, 2021. Curse was never just there. Curse was making plays. Curse was 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 impactful. Um, you felt curse. Put it that way. So am I worried about him? Not yet. But I want to see Wanye. Like I like I want to see Wanye, and I like I'd like it to be at 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 his, you know, with his snaps. And being honest. But you, you you know you, you feel me no a Ron like he there he cool like, he make he make a make a play in the run game but he ain't a playmaker like he was at one point and I think it's the injuries wearing on him I think mentally he might be a bit feeling some type of way right he goes out there he sees Hooker get the bag he sees Donald get the bag and he's like ah oh, we'll, we'll we'll guarantee your contract we'll guarantee it we're not going to extend you guarantee it. That's that might be a good point, Swain. He said he's not having fun. Curse always had that kind of man. I hate the world mentality, but but that could be the case. What say you? Um, most of our safeties have been just there. Oh, kinda. Ditto with Donald Hooker. I think Malik Hooker's playing the best out of all of them, though. I, I think though with Hooker is that. I say this all the time, biased. I'll keep it a bean. I love safety play. I think it, it it's it doesn't get enough credit. But with with deep safety type of uh responsibilities, unless the ball's thrown your way, it's really, really hard to 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 gauge it. But I think the range that Hooker has shown in the pass game and in the run game, we don't really look at it. It's just oh he made the tackle or he made it. It's impressive. Um Dono, he definitely started off slow and he's trying to get things going and then Talk just said about curse, but if I had to rank them, I think Hooker, Dono, Curse in that order this year. But none of them are having that kind of like crazy wow year. 
which is a bit of a shock because we came into this thing. like, And I still do think the Cowboys have the deepest safety room. Like, don't get it twisted. They might not have the all pro, but I think they got like five quality dudes that you can go out there and run out there and, and your defense will be fine. Good question, though. <laughs> Willie T can't stand YA Thomas. Uh, uh, Roy Shell dropped. He dropped two Super Chats. Super Chat. Appreciate you, man. Just just dropping them. Supporting the show. Thank you. Towboat Tie. Super Chat. He dropped five. Do you think after how effective Cooks was last week, we will, we will involve him more the rest of the season? Should we use Hunter? All right, two questions. Should we use... Cooks more the rest of the season because how he was involved? Yes. Will we, actually, is a question. I think so. I think, and, and that was my kind of my hot take. People forget the second part of the hot take was, I think he's going to go off for over 100, but I also think that will start a second half of the season where he is a integral part of the offense and he gets involved that way. So, yeah, I do. I think so. And the other part was, should we use Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Lupus? Hunter Lupus more in the red zone. Yes. I yeah. How you get down there at the three, five, whatever, and you you don't bring in the 235-pound guy. Just turn around, get in the ball, and let him do his job. We should. Frank G. Super chat. Appreciate you. Frank dropped 10 and said, is there any news about Michael Parsons playing linebacker instead of defensive end? Nah, no news, man. He's he's Ever since LVE got hurt, his linebacker snaps have increased. He's played eight snaps, 15 snaps, 10 snaps. Um in these games, I think you'll, you'll you'll see him hover around at ten. You'll see him hover around there. So no no really big news, but I think you'll see Micah moved around. He'll play more linebacker with LVE out. Now Rashawn Evans though, Rashawn Evans likely getting called up. Maybe that'll change some things, but um, I think you'll see a little bit. You'll see Micah do what he's been doing the last like four weeks. And then John Phelps super chat drop ten said come with the lightning, then hit him with the thunder. Pollard is the explosive setup guy with while Rico should be featured in the red zone with his power running. It's a solution to our red zone woes. Um, yeah, most people have it the other way, right? Like start off with the with the thunder and hit him with the lightning. That's why I call thunder and lightning. Bottom line, bottom line, I think from a schematic standpoint, both Tony and Rico are, are best suited for a zone scheme. Um, not 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 this gap stuff that we've been doing. And you saw it last week. We ran way more zone plays, and we had a ton of success, the most success we had since week three. Um, our solution to red zone woes, our red zone, let me help y'all, our running red zone woes, right? Because that's really what it is. Because from a passing game standpoint, they've been crushing it down there over the last month of the season. But it's it's running it down there. And I, I'm with you. I think it's extremely simple. Rico Dowdle, uh, what's his name, Hunter Lippy. Simple. We make it more difficult than it needs to be. And maybe up top. Because I couldn't understand, right? Rico busts off a 23-yarder. We get down into the four or whatever, five-yard line. And take him out. And it gave it to TP twice. And I'm like, man, it's got to be, hey, man, we got it. Tony got to get his because we're paying him $10 million. And it's just like, I. And again, I'm being a little messy. I don't like, I'm not, a consp- I don't do that. I don't do a whole bunch of shows like that. But I think that might be part of it. Because I don't get how you don't say, all right, here we are on the two-yard line. We got a 235-pound back, and we got uh, a guy like Rico, and we don't give him to him until the fourth quarter. That's how I'm seeing it. What is, Princess says, what's the schedule next week? Okay, so next week, holiday week, 
holiday season. He said next week, or she said next week, are we doing just Monday, Wednesday? So Thanksgiving's Thursday. Um, Got to go talk to, to Zach. I think we'll be doing the show here. I think. Not sure. I'd love to have the holiday off, but I know it's the Cowboys we play on Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know if we'll be completely off, but we will not be here. Live at Walk-Ons, like we will be this Sunday, where you can catch the big game on any of the 70 big screen TVs, right? Dig into the their Louisiana cuisine. They got po' boys, gumbo, voodoo, shrimp, burgers, fries, salad, whatever you want. Walk-Ons has it. I had a fantastic time out there for the first one. We'll be there this Sunday versus the Panthers. Me and Jesse, they let us back outside. We had some fun, man. So uh, come on through. Try their triple dog whiskey. It is good. They gave me a sample. I liked it. Shouts out to Cowboys Experience. If you don't know about Cowboys Experience, get to know them. If you're trying to get uh, a package to come down here, they have a ton of them. Shouts out to Barry. But with that said, we will not be at walk-ons on Thursday. So I'm not sure if we'll be doing the show here or not. I'll let you know. If not, hey, enjoy enjoy the holiday. Just watch the game. Have, have a good time. So we'll be back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's it. Thursday, possibly, we'll be doing a show. Friday, I'm traveling. Uh, fr- no, not Friday. The following Friday, I'm traveling. But Friday, we are off because of working, possibly, on Thursday. Either way, that will be our kind of holiday break. So we'll get you, you'll get me Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, possibly Thursday. And then I'll highlight you guys on the following Monday. So I'll keep you posted, though. Good question. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, the voodoo shrimp. I mean, they got some good food down there. What was the first Thanksgiving like? Yeah, yeah, ish. I love Professor O. Thank you for this stat. Thank you for this stat, man. Because you know our eyes, we we see it. I just didn't know what the exact number was. I gave you all a number about you know Tony Pollard running up the middle compared to the outside and how over the years. You know, a large percentage of his carries were C-gapping out. And this year, they're C-gapping in. The Cowboys run the ball up the middle of the fifth most, Professor O. I've been trying to find that number because I'm like, I know, I know, I know I'm not tripping. And I know y'all not tripping. And I know y'all not trying to, well, some of y'all will ignore the, the obvious here. 25th to the left, which... You got Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith. You should be running over there a lot because your right side ain't doing it right now. But that's crazy. You run the ball up the middle the fifth most with with two backs that are not that type of back. And I bet you if you dive deeper into that, Professor Rowe, a large percent of those are out of gap. Right? A large percent of those are, are some gap scheme or power zone run or something like that some counters some you know we're pulling tyrants or tyler smith and it's a terrible pull by the way we have not executed this well consistently i ain't got no problem if it's if it's via zone right if it's inside zone or even stretch zone because when you do that you give the running back multiple opportunities right you say hey we carry this thing outside maybe with the c gap or we'll cut it back inside to the b or a gap we did that last week 
My bad. I'm just thank you though for the numbers though. Appreciate that, Tyson. All right. Good stuff today, man. Good good Friday show. Appreciate you guys for rocking, man. I told y'all it was gonna be an easy one. I, I knew it. But don't say that I slept on the, the, the Panthers this week. We broke them down. We know what the Cowboys need to do. We know that they need to go out there and handle business. They can't go out there and sleep. They got something to prove, as Toxic said, being on the road. So I think we covered it this week about as thoroughly as we could, given it's a 1-8 and eight opponent. But at this point, I don't care if they 0-17. The Cowboys need to go out there and handle business. And um, that's exactly what I think they'll be able to do. So catch me this Sunday. Right back at y'all. Y'all know how we do six days a week, man. Me and Jesse Holly at Walk-Ons will be fun. Um, if you don't want to come out this week, I get it, right? It's the Panthers. But at some point, I got to come check us out, man. We, we have a good time out there. The energy is, is is exactly what I tell y'all when it comes to this game and when it comes to me. I love this, I love this game. I love this team. And, and it pours through me during it. So come on through if you get a chance to. If not, all good. All good. With that said, push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Hey, hey, go ahead, Willie T. I kind of do too now. <laughs> I was I was surprised at how good their food looked. I didn't try everything just yet, but fool with them, fool with them, man. And I didn't know Dak and Drew Brees had like a large stake in walking. Didn't know that. Y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Have fun. Be safe. As my guy, Brother L, would say, drink your water. Take care of your mentals. Love you. Hey, if Brother L and anybody, if there was a game to fly down here for, the Eagles game is supposed to be lit. Damn near all the content creators you could think of is supposed to be down here. And we are in the process of setting up a kind of get together on that Saturday. So if you if you have a chance, come through. Eagles week is gonna be crazy.